Lord, we thank you. Let's thank him again and again and again. He's worthy to be praised. Lord, we thank you. We bless your name. Let's thank him and bless his name. And say, Lord, we are really glad and grateful to have you as our God. Lord, we are blessed to have you. Father, be thou be exalted in Jesus' name. Let tonight be a night of excitement, a lot of joy, a night of gladness for all of us in Jesus' name. And let your name be glorified. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer. Father, let this month be a month of surplus supply. Do what no man can do and bless us mightily in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. And the saints say, Amen. Please be seated. God bless you and bless you more and more in Jesus' name. We're in the month of surplus supply and we are reading Psalm chapter 5 verse 12 that says, The Lord will bless the righteous and we surround him like we surround him with favor like a sheet. We surround him with favor like a sheet. Can you put it there? Psalm chapter 5 verse 12. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. Say the Lord will bless me. With favor, you will surround me with a seed. Enjoy 360 degree of favor in Jesus' name. What does it mean to be favor? It means that God is happy with you and human beings also want to bless you. I pray that everybody around will be willing to bless you in Jesus' name. Your hand will not be empty. Your coming to church tonight will not be empty. God will surprise you and daze you. He will take your worries away and he will answer your prayers in Jesus' name. Exodus chapter 36 verse 6 emphatically said what it means to have more than enough favor, more than enough, enough supply. They had more than enough supply. So Moses gave a commandment that they caused it to be proclaimed throughout the camp saying, let neither man or woman do any more work for the offering of the sanctuary. And the people was restrained from giving. They had more than enough supply. He made an announcement that they should give for the temple, for the church. And at the time, the Bible says, he said, no man or woman must offer anything for the holy place. Moses did not let the Israelites bring more offering because they had more than enough. You know, some people think that there's nothing you can do. You are going to have more than enough. You can have more than enough. It happens in the life of Moses that he compared the people to stop giving. He said, because we already have more than enough for the project. They said, there's no point you giving. So it's possible for you to have more than enough. The Lord that did it for Moses, he will do it for all of us. No matter maybe how big the project that you are doing, the Lord will give you surplus supply. You will not suffer any lack in that project in Jesus' name. Whatever is missing, the Lord will fix it in Jesus' name. The Lord will give you surplus supply in the name of Jesus. We have said grace means supply. The Lord supplying and supplying and supplying and supplying and supplying. What does, what does it mean to enjoy surplus supply? It means, number one, to be loved by the Lord. When the Lord loves you, he gives you and gives you and gives you again and again and again. It's a proof of God's love that you enjoy his blessing. You know, when something bothers you and you pray about it and God decides to answer, it's a sign that you are under the covering of the love of God. And we should celebrate the love of God over our life. 
more than we celebrate how much we love him. I know some of you want to uh, prove that you are righteous. You want to say, I love God, I love God, I love God, you know. But the most important thing is to be loved. To be loved. Every human being loved to be loved. Even, even man in nature that do the proposal, that do the talking, always want to marry somebody that loves them. Because all of us want to be loved. We want to be lavish, we want to be cherished, we want to be cared for. And that's what it means to have supply. When you are under the love of God, there is constant supply coming your way. In 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1 and 2, the widow of a man that died said, My husband loved the Lord, and he died in debt. He died in debt. And they are about to take his two sons for slave. In John 11, verse 2 and 3, they said, The disciple that you love is sick. And Jesus said, the sickness is not unto death or the glory of God. And in verse 5 and 36, when Jesus saw the sister weeping, Jesus also wept. And verse 36, they said, see how much he loved him. He loved his family. In fact, the verse 4 says, Jesus loved the family of Mary and Martha very much. I think it's better to be loved than to boast about your love for God. I would rather want to boast about his love for me and use that love to serve God than for me to be serving God under a forced labor because somebody is dragging me to serve when I cannot feel his love. When you are loved, there is constant release of blessing upon you and you, back, you can be overwhelmed with his love. We should expect his love. We should claim his love. We should expect his love. We should constantly be saying, Lord, I know you love me. You cannot allow me to suffer. The people that enjoy in this life and the people that are loved by the Lord, not even the prayer warriors, not the intercessors, not the, not, not the preachers, but the people that have enjoyed massive love from the Lord. In Genesis 37 verse 3, the Bible says, and Jacob loved Joseph and gave him. Because wherever there is love, there must be given. He gave him a coat of many colors. Get him, gave him a coat of many colors. And he was having beautiful dreams when he sleeps. Because he was sleeping under the canopy of love. You know, you see some people, they will say, the devil is frustrating me. The devil is chasing me. The I say, what is all this rubbish? If you say you are born again, you should be so overwhelmed with the love of God that the demon will not have a place in your, in, your, in your life and your affairs. You should enjoy the love of God. Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 13 and 14 say you shall be loved above all people and you'll be blessed. Because wherever there is love, there must be blessing. Wherever there is love, there must be blessing. So you have to celebrate his love for supply to come. We have not received the spirit of bondage. We have received the spirit of adoption. Whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Galatians chapter 4 verse 6. If we are adopted, then we should be a proud son to say, Lord, you love me. Abba Father means daddy, daddy. I'm your son. I'm special to you. You should answer my prayer. You know, sometimes some things will not bother me. It will not bother me for any reason. Maybe you have it. Is it the one that is making noise? What's making noise? You know, some things will not bother me. But when it bothers me and I pray about it, answers come speedily and make me to feel love. So God, anything that bothers me, bothers you. You have to celebrate the love of God because the love of God will give you constant supply of God's blessing. And because you are sons, God has sent forth his 
the spirit of his son into your heart, crying out, Abba, Daddy, Abba, Father. You are saying, Daddy, I'm special to you. Because I'm special, I must be blessed. When you look at the summary of some people's life, it's all about struggle. But when you look at the summary of some people's life, it's all about the love of God, helping them to achieve results. The race is not to the swift, neither the bats to the strong. It is people that are loved that they enjoy constant supply. So you must boast about God's love for you so that supply can flow. Don't let the devil stop your blessing. Don't have a mentality you are just part of the number. You know, the, 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 the children of Jacob believe that Rachel, love, love his mother, Rachel. So, Joseph just flow in that love. You know what surprised me? After Joseph revealed himself that he's alive, he's going to call his father. Joseph said, oh, my son is alive. I'm going to see him till I die. Uh, what about the other 11 sons? He was a man that loved Joseph. And Joseph was that the father loved him. If the Lord loves you and you do not claim it, you are going to waste it. You know, enjoy the privilege of being loved. You'll be praying like a slave. The prodigal boy personalized the love of God, took his inheritance, and when he was suffering a strange land, he said, in my father's house. He did not call him an estranged father. He did not call him a difficult father. In my father's house. The highest officer have enough to eat and to spare. And I die here with hunger. I'll go back to my father. And say to him, Father, I've sinned against you. I want you to make one of your servants. And when the father saw him from afar, he welcomed with compassion and loved him. You know the elder brother that was a hard worker that never disobeyed the father said, this is your son. So what about you? Who are you? This is your son. Are you not a son in the house? Don't make yourself inferior. In the presence of other children of God, celebrate the love of God over your life. Celebrate the love of God over your life because love will give you a constant supply from heaven. When you feel special to God, he releases blessing to you. You pray with confidence. You pray with expectation. You pray because you know that you are loved. That he cannot deny you. And whatever you ask him tonight, he will not deny you in Jesus' name. Always believe that you are loved and be happy. Always do what? Believe that you are loved and be happy. Always do what? Believe that you are loved and be happy. Look at John chapter 3 verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Even so, God so loved the world. But the world is still running away from God today. Why? The devil have succeeded in deceiving them that God does not like them. He does not love them. That God is like a police officer, always trying to arrest them. So when they see God coming this way, they run the other way. They never believe that God has a good intention towards them or that God loves them. We are still trying to reconcile men to God because the devil has succeeded in saying God is bad. 
in the garden of Eden, the devil said to, to Eve, he said, if God is good, why will he ask you not to eat this tree? He knows that the day you eat this tree, you are going to be like God. And the man believed it. The man also heard it. And they became blind. Instead of their eyes being open. He told them, your eyes will be open. The day you disobey God, you'll be exactly like God. You will see so many things. You will see the invisible. But instead, their eyes opened to the wrong thing. They started seeing their nakedness. Instead of seeing the glory of God. And they could not even withstand the presence of God. They ran away. Because they never believed that God loved them. The first man was deceived because he never believed that he was loved by God. And the devil took him away. He took the intervention of Jesus to restore the love of God back into our heart. Now that you are safe, believe that God loves you. God cannot love somebody that is smoking in their hemp more than you. Don't let him feel proud when you are also you are feeling shy and say, I don't even know. I say, you will alone. I want to see God. I want you to see only that one. See, don't have that kind of mentality. God loves his own. He said, How many of you being evil know how to give good gifts to his own children? How many of you? So he's telling us that if good fathers take care of their own children, God will always take care of his own. And I prophesy tonight because he loves you, he will take care of you. I don't know what you want him to do for you this year. God will do it for you. Whatever look impossible, the Lord will make it possible. Before the end of this month, you are going to have testimony. I don't care where the supply will come from. But because you are love, supply will come to you. When you are operating under the love of God, there is constant supply of God's blessing coming to you. When you are operating under the belief that you are loved by the Lord, constant supply of blessing comes to you. He knows how to organize favor your way. He will bless you. And everybody that sees you will envy you. They will not pity you. In the name of Jesus. Turn to your neighbor and say, I don't know why, but I am loved. It's not my fault. He has made me special. That is why I'm happy. Come on, shout hallelujah. Okay, having said that, number two things that bring constant supply your way is direction. Direction might look so, so simple a word, but it's very, very important. God does not normally want to endorse disobedience. That's why he will lead you. Isaiah chapter 48 verse 17 and 18. I'm the Lord your redeemer, the only one of his strength. I'm the Lord that teaches you by the way to go. I'm the one that leadeth you to profit. If you hearken to me, your peace will be like a river. I know you are love. But if you are walking in opposite direction, supply might be difficult. Why God is putting supply here, you are going the other way around. God always loves you to obey him. Most importantly, God, speak to your heart, not by force. That's why I don't expect that when God is leading you, you will shake or you will fall or somebody will force you. That's why most of us misses out in God's blessing. Because we are expecting a physical demonstration. That God is the one talking. He will speak to your heart. Why don't you go to church tonight? Why don't you make the phone call? Why don't you pray to me? Why don't you take this matter serious? Why don't you do it this way? He speak in a still small voice. 
That means in a gentle, peaceful way. To your heart. It may not look like heavy that God is speaking to you. But you know, when God speaks to you and you love direction, supply is coming your way. You will not miss your direction again in Jesus' name. Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I'm the Lord, your God, who teaches you to profit. I'm the one who leads you by the way that you should go. Verse 18, put on verse 18. Verse 18, verse 18, look at verse 18. Hold that you had heeded my commandment, then your peace will have been like a river, and your righteousness like the waves of the sea. In other words, when you listen to my direction, you will enjoy the blessing of God. Let me tell you something. If you are prayerful and disobedient, you will not eat the fruit of the land. Though. There are some prayer people that are very, very arrogant. In fact, when you see a physical sign of spirituality, it can be a sign of gross disobedience against God. Most prayer mountains today are filled with disobedient children. Not because God is not talking, but because they have made up their mind. That's the way they want to live. God does not like to bless people that are disobedient. You must be ready to be entreated. I told one of my daughters, I said, the wisdom that is from above is first peaceful. That's number one. Ready to be treated and gentle. When God is leading you, it is not by force that God will force you. You say you are born again, but you are doing direct opposites of what God is saying, or what God is doing, or nobody can talk to you. You have made up your mind on certain issue, then supply becomes difficult. Because if God blesses you in disobedience, you will think what you are doing is right. So God just withhold the supply for some time, so that you know you are in the wrong corner. God sent you to Lagos, or you are going to Maduguri. So on the journey to Maduguri, he makes sure that you don't have fuel, you don't have friend. The journey is hard. Things are not working for you then he wants you to know that maybe you are facing a wrong direction. Uh, somebody say, uh, where did you get that in the Bible? From Jonah, sir. God sent Jonah to Tarsus. Jonah said he's going to Nineveh. And there he faces storm, turbulent, until they throw him into the water. Then that means he nearly lost his life because of disobedience, because of being on the wrong path. Well, you know, when fish swallow him, fish vomited him along Tarsus, not in Nineveh. You see, see what God is doing now. When he repented in the belly of the fish, God did not say, okay, continue your business. Still go to Nineveh. And later, when you finish your assignment in Nineveh, what you want to do? Now come back to me. God did not say that. God said, fish, carry him to the border of Tarsus. If he wake up and still enter the boat to go to Nineveh, swallow him and digest him. <laughs> Please, I like you to be a gentle child of God, not a stubborn one. Don't say stubbornness is mimosherini and ribe kawa bless in the Bible. God, I want your way. Your way is my will. Your plan is my plan. If you want me to do it, I'm going to do it. Whatever you want me to do, that's what I will do. Never you remain stubborn in disobedience. Be it a man, be it a woman. God does not sponsor violence. He does not sponsor disobedience. 
He doesn't sponsor people that have made up their mind on their own way. He sponsors people that he can talk to in their hearts. He can convince to listen to him. Never you say you have made up your mind. You have not made up your mind until God says, this is my will for you. Never you say that. Never you say that. Because God is the one that leads you by the way to profit. I pray in this month of supply, you will not work against God. You will cooperate with God, work in agreement with God, and walk in his path in the name of Jesus. Anytime God wants to bless you, he will give you an instruction. Anytime you obey the instruction that God gives you, blessing will follow. I know what I'm talking about. This is very, very correct. There is no message against that. Anytime God wants to bless you, he will give you an instruction. The instruction might look so simple, but when you obey it, blessing will follow you. Blessing will follow it. The, the instruction might even look awkward. Direction may not be good, but listen to him. When you obey divine instruction, the blessing of God will follow you. Always check your way, whether it's in the plan of God or against the plan of God. You may look as if you are doing well in disobedience, but I tell you, it will not last. I've seen few people that deliberately disobey the instruction of God, but they never last. But because God is the only wise God, he knows more than you. And I'm talking in terms of marriage, I'm talking in terms of finance, I'm talking in terms of business, I'm talking in terms of choices. If you disobey God, you will not last in the blessing. I know people that said, I can God say I should not marry this person. And disobediently they did marry. They discovered that God is wise. That they were wrong. God can never be wrong. He will always be the correct person. If he says forgive without any reason, forgive. If we say give without any reason, give. If we say start this business without any money, start anyhow. Open shop and sit there. Anytime you obey divine instruction, there will be a supernatural supply to meet you in the place of that instruction. Never you think that you can disobey God and say the blessing should continue. Apostle Paul says, in the era of grace, can we say uh, continue in sin? And say what? God forbid. God forbid. Can we say because the grace of God is available, you are deliberately disobeying God. Deliberately disobeying God and you are saying you want supply to continue. I have told you that grace means supply. Can we continue in disobedience and say supply should continue? God gave you an instruction, you didn't do it. You are saying, why is God not blessing me? Why should he stop blessing me? Why should God continue to bless you when you are still in the heart of disobedience? In fact, at times, we use supply to know whether God is in our line or not. We use it. Though. We use it. We use it. I use it, for instance. If I have a project that I want to do and there is no supply, I quickly carry my bag. Before we came to this land, there was a land we wanted to buy. That land was 2.5 million then. 2.5 million. And it's two and a half, two, two plots or two and a half plots. We are BJ Dana East presently. And I saw it, I liked it, they took me there. I said, oh, I want this land. But we don't have 2.5. We only have... Uh, 
less than one million. What we promised him, we are going to pay one million. The remaining one patrol, we are going to pay it some enter. He said, okay, I agree. The next week, he said, I cannot wait. If you don't get money between the next two days, another person will buy it. And there was no supply. No supply. And another person bought it. Thank God we are not there. If we are there, we are going to be having problems. And we are going to be limited. You know the place where I'm talking about now. It's in a corner. It's not a good place. We cannot expand there. But we thought that was the best. We wanted another place. And they say, oh, this land is controversial. We are praying for money. Somebody call us. If you put any money here, your money is a waste. Oh, thank God we don't have even the money. We left. Then we saw another one inside the estate. That one, there is even block on it. Two plots. And they told us it's five million. With the block on, on top. Oh, the block you are going to use to finish all the projects is there. Over 7,000 blocks is just there. They just want to give it to you. Two plots. I pray there was no money. I announced no money. I did everything I think I should do. No money. Two months. I told them, sell it. God is not here. Praise God. I, we came here on Sunday evening. And I said, oh, this place is good. Higher than every other one, 3.5. The first, the first three plots here. It says 3.5. I said, God provide. The next day, the next morning, money started coming in. And by the time we were seeing 3.2, we said, ah, God is in this place. And we said, maybe if we negotiate with them, they are going to give you 2.2 or 2.3. And we got there. The man said, no, 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 no. If the money is not complete, 30 minutes time, I'm going to search for that. I said, ah, 30 minutes is too much. Give us 20 minutes, we'll be back. And the Lord gave us the money. Because God wants us to be here. Even the agent that negotiated and said, don't pay me anything until you start building. Once you are under divine direction, supply will follow. Follow. You cannot be under divine direction and God is not backing you up. If God is leading, he will supply. Don't overstress yourself to impress anybody. Let God speak first before you move. And if you are about acquiring anything and it seems that everything is so hard and tight, it could be that that is not the will of God for you. I've used this several times. The first car I wanted to buy was Toyota, Toyota, one small Toyota, like the fairly used. And I tried to raise 60,000 naira then. I could not. I tried everything I could, I could not. And the man was insisting, to back 1,000 minutes for me. One day I told him, I'm not interested. And by the time I will buy another one, few months after, the money was 135,000. And the man said, if I just pay the money, it's owing the bank. Which was at 5,000, I should go and pay the remaining later. It was a convenient money for me to raise. The agreement was also comfortable for me. Obey divine direction and supply will follow. Don't be so arrogant. So if God says that this is the way to go, this is the way. To, I know a lot of people that God will talk to today. And next tomorrow, they will change their mind. He said, ah, it's true that God said it to me, but I've changed my mind. There are some people under, under my sand now in, on here that have told me that God specifically told me I must never miss Wednesday service. And I say, obey. But you know, they obey for one month. After one month, they started disobeying. It's not even me that preached it. It's them that came to me and said, God told me that I must not miss uh, Wednesday service. 
Whatever God says to you, do it. That's what the mother of Jesus said in John chapter 2. He said, you don't have wine, but whatever he says to you, obey. Divine direction will always guarantee supply. Divine direction will always... You can't say you're a child of God and you are disobeying God. How will the supply come? You cannot say, have my own mind. Can't I do my own thing my own way? My friend, you don't have your own mind, though. You belong to God. Let God have his way. And supply will come your way. If you started something four months ago, four years ago, and nothing is happening, be humble enough to ask God, am I not doing the way you want me to do it? Because two things guarantee that you are under God's leading. Number one is peace. Number two is supply. You may not have money, but you have peace. All around you, everybody say, oh, but you are peaceful now. But you are peaceful. Something is happening. That means there is a supply of peace into your heart. Number two is supply of God's blessing. Why should you suffer even when unbelievers are blessed? How many people in my father's house have enough to eat and to spare and I'm perishing? I will go back to the supply. I will go back to the base and it will help me. And the Lord help him. You will not go astray in Jesus' name. I know you are born again. No, you will not go astray. You will not miss the divine leading. For them that are led by the Lord. They are what? They are the sons of God. It is when you are led that you are qualified to be his son. When you are not led, you are not qualified to enjoy supply. You are not qualified for it. Until you become a son that listens to his instruction and obeys his direction, you are not qualified for supply. Lord, what will you ask me to do? That was the prayer of Saul when he saw Jesus. Saul, why are you persecuting me? Sir, I don't know that you are the one. What will you have me to do? Whatever you say is what I will do. And he said, I am not disobedient to the earthly vision. Oh, King Agrippa, I am not mad. I am not disobedient to the heavenly vision. May you not be disobedient to the vision that God has shown you. May you not be disobedient to the calling of God. May you not be disobedient to the gift of God. May you not be disobedient to the leading of God. In the mighty name of Jesus. You cannot help any man that is fighting God. No matter how rich you are, no matter how intelligent you are, if somebody is going against God's will, you can't help him. And that's why some people cannot be helped. If we tell you that the only way to become his child is to give your life to Christ, and you say, no, I prefer to be religious. I don't want to give my life to Christ. You are living under disobedience. For by grace are you saved through faith. That is not of yourself. It is a gift of God, not of work. Lest any man should boast. The only way to become a child of God is to be born again. Accept that you are a sinner. Let Jesus wash you from your sin. If you say, no, no, no. I prefer the way I'm doing my own thing. I am rejecting God's own way of doing things. Definitely the blessing of God will not flow to you. Even the Israelites, the Bible says, they abandon the righteousness of God. They are pursuing their own. Even though they had seal, not according to what? To knowledge. Romans chapter 10, beginning from verse 1. He said, I, I, I pray for my people, Israelites, 
even though they have knowledge, not accord, they are see, not according to knowledge. Seal is not enough. Clapping in the church is not enough. Hearing is not enough. Obedient to divine instruction is enough for your supply. If you keep disobeying him, you will always suffer. Because he will never. Brethren, my heart, desire, and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. Because they are not saved. Verse 2. Go on verse 2. For I bear them witness. Record. That they have a seal for God. But not according to knowledge. Not according to instruction that God has laid down. Okay. Verse 3. Put on verse 3. For they be ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness have not, look at that, submitted themselves to the righteousness of God. They deliberately say, okay, the pattern of God we don't want. We are going to establish our own way of doing things. Verse 4. Verse 4. Verse 4. Look at what I put on verse 4. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believe. And because they don't like Christ, they are still suffering today. They are suffering. All the supply of grace, supply of blessing, supply of manifestation of power is not available to them because they ignore the plan of God for their lives. And I pray you know ignore the plan of God in Jesus' name. I'm speaking to some of you that have been so used to God that whenever God is talking, God is nobody. You don't even want to hear him. My friend, the only way to be blessed is to obey divine direction. Stand on your feet. Two things I've talked about now. Believing the love of God guarantees supply. Obeying divine direction also guarantees supply. I want to raise your hands to heaven and say, Father, I believe that you love me. That is why I'm alive today. I believe you love me. That's why you have blessed me. I believe you love me. That is why I'm unique. I believe you love me. That is why I am endowed. I believe you love me. That is why I'm gifted. Lord, I thank you for your love. I believe I'm special in your sight. Lord, I thank you because I'm special in your sight. Thank you, Father, because your banner over me is love. Let's celebrate the love of God. As many of you that are born again, don't let any unbeliever make you inferior and say, You think bad dragon. I want to bad dragon. We know that we are loved. Our church, we know that we are blessed. We are blessed to be alive and we are grateful to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, because you are good. Father, we thank you because you love us. Lord, thank you. We believe that we are loved. We believe because we are loved, we are going to enjoy supply. We enjoy answers to our prayer. No unbeliever will be qualified to pity us. Rather, we are going to be envied by all in the name of Jesus. What men call impossible, you are going to make it possible for us. Your grace will be sufficient for us. Thank you, Father. Father, we worship you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer. I don't know how you are going to pray this, but raise your two hands to him. Say, Father, give me grace to obey divine direction. At all time, in the name of Jesus. I don't want to be stubborn, Lord, but help me to obey your instruction. Help me to obey your guidance. When you speak to me, help me to hear you. In the mighty name of Jesus, I will not establish my own plan against your will. 
let your blessing be real for me in the name of Jesus. Let's pray like a child of God and say, Lord, I know you love me. I know you have the best for me. He said, I know the thought that I think towards you, they are thought of good and not of evil. I will give you expected end. Just trust me. I will take you far. I will take you to unimaginable heights. Go ahead and just thank him and bless his name and say, Lord, I thank you. I receive grace to obey you. Do you know there are some people that are giving God heartache every day? They keep on disobeying God's instruction and they say they are born again. Lord, I receive grace to obey you at all times. No matter what people may say, Lord, I receive grace to obey you. I will obey your instruction and I'll be blessed in the name of Jesus. Lord, help me to be blessed. Help me, O oh God, to obey your instruction. Let your supply flow. Let your blessing flow to me in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer. As many of you that are here and you have made up your mind that you are going to disobey God, I want to tell God, Lord, I rededicate my life to a life of obedience. I will not disobey you. No matter what I may go through, I will never disobey your instruction. Lord, speak for your servant Eret. I will not establish my own righteousness against your plan. I will not justify my plan against your will. I will walk under divine direction. I will walk under divine obedience to your will. Lord, help me to obey you at all times. My life are in your hand. I want all of us to rededicate our life to God. Lord, I am going to serve you. That is your will for me. I will serve you and I will serve you because I want to obey you. It does not matter what people say. It does not matter whether people mock me. But because I know you love me, I dedicate myself to your service and to your love in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I'm going to serve you all the days of my life in the mighty name of Jesus. I receive grace to serve you. I dedicate my life. Even when people mock me, I'm going to serve you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer. Precious Father, we thank you for your love. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your grace. Lord, thank you because you love us so much. As many people that are crying, Abba, Father, tonight, whatever may represent their need, Lord, supply the answer in Jesus' name. As many people that are on a wrong lane, Lord, speak to their heart and let them change their ways in Jesus' name. For everyone that is carrying a stony, stubborn heart, Lord, let there be genuine repentance in Jesus' name. We dedicate our life for your service and obedience to your word. Give us the grace to obey you at all time in Jesus' name. We pray, O oh God, that your word will not be difficult for us to obey in Jesus' name. And let your supply flow in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. If you are happy, come and shout hallelujah.
Yeah.